Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by one day Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. What is up, NFL fans? Welcome to the first playoff edition of Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. I'm Ron Kruk with former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Tampa Bay Buck and 2022 Hall of Fame nominee, Rondé Barber. Guys, great to be back with you after what was, I mean, just a crazy final week of the NFL season that saw huge comebacks, teams choking away their playoff dreams <laughs> and a tie and you're in the playoff scenario that could have sent both the Raiders and Chargers to the playoffs. I mean, it was just insanity. What was your biggest takeaway from a chaotic week number 18? Frank Reich has a lot to answer and whether or not Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts next year after clearly being in playoff contention for I don't know, the whole year with the best running back in the National Football League getting blown out in a must-win game to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are coachless right now. That's the biggest takeaway from this weekend. I don't know where else you could start or end than that exact statement, other than, you know, the uh, potential tie in uh, the Vegas Chargers game. Otherwise, you know, it it was a crazy week. I think... I mean, you have to give credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about them later, obviously, because yeah. they made the playoffs. I mean, this is not a very good Steelers football team, a team that I think us and everybody else have been discounting all season long, and they're in the freaking playoffs. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. You're right. Uh, Big Ben somehow got it done with his Steelers. I mean, massive comeback by the 49ers beating the Rams stood out to me. And, and Tiki – the quarterback sneak on third and nine for the Giants. It's a lasting image for the Giants. It's why Joe Judge no longer has a job. <laughs> and just because uh, the same thing with me and my Broncos, Vic Fangio still couldn't manage a game and didn't figure out when to call a timeout. That's yeah. our lasting image as Bronco fans. And and uh, he got fired as well. So you, you mentioned that San Francisco game. Now that yeah. one, early in that game, I had a buddy ask me, you know, like they all do. Who you who you taking? And I'm like, nah, Sam Fran in the points. About an, an hour later, he was about to strangle me. <laughs> <'Cause> he, 
six Brandon of points. And then all of a sudden that game turned on its head, man. And goodness gracious, had to win to get in and they did it. Yeah, absolutely. Another crazy week in the NFL. Five favorites covered, nine dogs came in. So the final stats, guys, for the year, the dogs were barking. According to teamrankings.com, the underdogs went 141 and to 125, three pushes overall. So the dogs uh, were, were coming in all year long. The team with the best record against the spread was the Dallas Cowboys, 13 and four. Next were the Packers at 12 and five. And coming in third, I mean, I can't make this up, were the Detroit Lions at 11. Well, there you go. I got a question. Can you bet for ties? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, you can. That would be one day at superbook.com. You could have bet there would be a tie in that Raiders and, and Chargers game. Think if you had that. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Well, we that has taken us to uh wild card weekend, a super wild card weekend. We've got six games going on, fellas, Saturday, Sunday, and for the first time ever on Monday night football, too. We are going to pick each game beginning with those Las Vegas Raiders who after their overtime win over the Chargers earned the fifth seed. They get to travel to Cincinnati who won the North division and owned the number four spot in the AFC. Cincinnati finished the year 10 and seven against the spread Las Vegas eight and nine. Here are the odds coming in from superbook.com guys. Cincinnati opened up as a six and a half point favorite they are down to a five and a half point favorite. The total sits at 49. Tiki, kick us off and give us your thoughts on this matchup. It's very easy to pick the Cincinnati Bengals because of how well they've been playing these last couple of weeks. Joe Burrow with his almost thousand yards in two games are exciting. And the weather is likely to be in their favor for a team in the Las Vegas Raiders who play indoor. But what Ritz Basaccia has done, creating a belief in this team, uh, having Derek Carr turn into a very reliable quarterback. He still throws too many interceptions, but a very reliable quarterback with a defense and Max Crosby and a couple other playmakers uh, who are dominating at the line of scrimmage. I have to put my money on the Las Vegas Raiders. The momentum feels right. And really, to, you know, to dig into the details, it's their run game, which over the last three weeks, Josh Jacobs has rushed for over 100 yards twice, and they get Darren Waller back. Hunter Renfro has turned into a star, and Brian Edwards, who no one talks about, is becoming what a very reliable target. They have all the weapons you need. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders getting five and a half on the road against the Bengals, even though the Bengals are hot. I just got to start by saying congrats to Rich. I mean, it's my guy, but come on. This Raiders team, midseason coach change, fire two receivers uh, throughout the course of the year, and they just keep walking off wins. I mean, it's, yeah. this is unbelievable. The Bengals haven't won a game, a playoff game. I think I read this earlier since Bo Jackson. They played the Raiders, right? Wow. So, yes. Joe, Joe Burrow, great year, great year. You have to tip your hat to him. They let the ball rip throwing the football. Three guys, almost 1,000 yards. I think Tyler Boyd would have got it if he would have played last week. Uh, and they're going against a very average Raiders pass defense. So Casey Howard and that Raiders 
secondary, I mean, good luck. You, Tiki, you mentioned Joe Mixon. I have him down as the best running back remaining in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, not discounting mm-hmm. Derrick Henry when he comes back and starts playing. That being said, they don't rush for a lot of yards, but I still don't see how they don't run rampant on the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm kind of disagreeing with you. My only caveat here is that the Raiders are ultimate survivors. They've won four games in a row, all by four or less, right? Hunter Renfro breakout season. Their offense is a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, uh, and and they've been relying on Josh Jacobs. Like you said, there's the X factor, though, and you you said his name already is Darren Waller. He has to have a bunch of targets in this game. He hasn't had a big game in the NFL this year since he played Cincy last. He had 116 yards in November. So uh, otherwise, if that happens, yes, I can see where the Raiders maybe come away with the win here, but I'm hesitant. I, I'm hesitant because of the points. Five and a half points. I think Cincy is good enough to cover five and a half, uh, c- cover for a win. But I don't know if they can cover five and a half. This feels like a close, gritty, gritty game, like like uh, like the Raiders have been playing all year, all the, the latter part of this season. Yeah, and two things. Rich Basaccia is the only the seventh coach to, or the fourth coach to 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 make the playoffs without starting the season. The last one was in 1961, Wally uh, Lamb. And by the way, you know who has the most comeback victories in the NFL since 2014? Derek Carr, 30 with Matt Stafford. So the kid can ball when it's when crunch time. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you're going against your Bengals, Rondé? <laughs> no, I'm saying they're going to win. I'm saying they're just not going to cover. They're not going to cover. Gotcha. I wanted to make sure that was clear. I mean, you've uh, you've ridden that Bengal wagon all year long, and, and it's paid off. There's no doubt what about I, it. What did I tell you all this week? Tom Brady for the Super Bowl, Bengals in the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Super Bowl. Come on. If there's one thing that you've learned from watching this show, folks, it's that. <laughs> Brady MVP and ride the Bengals. Listen, his, this one, to me, uh, same thing. I have some reservation about uh, Derek Carr getting it done in, in a cold weather. Uh, but the Bengals, I think their 31 playoff losing streak. It started against the Raiders in 1991. Wow. I think it's going to come full circle on Saturday. I like the the Bengals being well-rested, Raiders coming off that short week in an overtime game, although the Raiders have been on fire, as you pointed out, Rondé, and they are 6-2 and against the spread in their last eight games as a road dog, but I think the Bengals will get it done. The smart money from from betters is coming in on the Raiders at this point, bringing that total down, but I'm going with Cincinnati to cover the spread. All right, up next, fellas, you better get your snow boots, your hand warmers, layer up, because it is going to be frigid in Buffalo Saturday when the Bills and Patriots do battle for a third time this season. These two teams split the season series, but everyone remembers the game in Buffalo where the hurricane force winds ripping through the stadium, the Pats running the ball all night long and only passing three times and still getting the victory. New England, five and three against the spread on the road this year. They went 10 and seven overall. The Bills, only four, three, and two against the spread at home. Um, So we take a look at the superbook.com odds. This game opened up as Buffalo, a minus four and a half point favorite. They are now four point favorites. The point total sits at 43 points. Ronde, you're up. How do you see this one playing out? I've been waiting to talk about this one 
you know, all all day long. So we're going to go with the same narrative here, Tiki. Don't bet against Bill Belichick or Nick Saban. Potentially. <laughs> I, bet, I bet against both of them here recently at one. Now, look, we saw this yes, game. We saw this game three weeks ago, right? Josh Allen completely took over that game. He won it by himself, that 31-21 victory. Now, both teams, what I like about this game, both teams win by taking the ball away, right? They both they have 23 and 19 takeaways, third most in the NFL. Uh, that's, I, to me, that's where this game hinges. Who is going to make the least amount of mistakes? And, and, and Buffalo, or I'm sorry, New England last week, that cheeky little loss to Miami, fumbling mm-hmm. the end zone. It's, it gives me pause, man. Mac Jones has been shaky to start games, and I know everybody's talking about this rookie wall or whatever. It, I don't think it's the rookie wall. I think he's just making too many simple mistakes right now. And so you know that their formula is to win on defense, right, and not make the quarterback make mistakes. Now the question, can New England rush for 222 yards again like they did Two times ago that they played, da- Damian Harris was nearly a thousand yard back. Ramonde Stevenson is hitting his stride now, but the only place where Buffalo's defense is shaky is running the football. So if they're going to win, they're going to have to run the football. You know they can, pre- you know you can put pressure, take pressure off uh, their rookie quarterback if they do so. Now I- I'm not much to, you know, to to doubt Buffalo. I like them at home. They have t- so much talent in Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley working in the slot. You know, this, t- this tight end, Dawson Knox, has turned into a player. And, and I really just like the way that they're coached. They find ways to win tough ball games. We saw what they did last year in the playoffs. I think they continue to do that. And I think they actually win. I think they cover here at least four points. Hmm. So you're going with you're going with Belichick, huh? You're, you're picking? I mean, you're, uh, the Bills. You're picking up with the Bills to win by more than five. Here's what I know about the New England Patriots. They're going to play playoff games close. They always do. Hell, they won a Super Bowl by trying to dumb it, dumb, dumb us down to 1950 against the Rams a few years ago. So successfully yeah. did. They successfully did Super Bowl exactly. ever. Right, but they've got a victory. Who cares what it looks like aesthetically? 100. percent Here's a fact: rookies don't play well in the postseason. In fact, there's only been seven rookies that have won a postseason game, and only four first-round rookies that have won a first. Uh, for, uh, uh, a rookie uh, a playoff game. And so Mac Jones is seeking to do something that a lot of rookie quarterbacks don't do because at this point in the season, you have a book, and especially the Buffalo Bills who know him very well. He hasn't been tasked with doing a lot against his team. He's only had 16 completions in two games. That's it. That's it. Zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Obviously, he only threw the ball three times in that win game that we were talking about. But as I look at this game, they're very similar, as Rondé mentioned. And to me, it's going to come down to quarterback play as every postseason game ultimately right. does. I love Brian Dable. I think he's become a mastermind in this in the National Football League of finding ways to win. In the second matchup between the Bills and the New England Patriots, neither team played really well, but Josh Allen stole the day with 314 yards passing and 64 yards rushing. Even when they had him hemmed in, he got off schedule and made things happen with his legs and with his arm. I believe that that's going to happen. So as much as I will espouse as many times as I can, don't bet against Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. I have to uh, bet on the side here of Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, and Brian Dayball, their offensive coordinator. I think they win this one by more than four. So give me the Bills laying four against the New England Patriots. 
There we go. And as I look at, I think your biggest point, Tiki, was that quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks struggle Mm -hmm. in playoff games. And Mac Jones has not uh, really been shining here these last few weeks. Um, They're trying to really dumb down that playbook form. But I expect that trend to continue as well. The Bills have one of the most dominant defenses in football this year, surrendering the fewest yards and fewest points per games. As long as 700 mile per hour winds don't return to that stadium, uh, I think that uh, Josh Allen will take over and should be able to successfully throw the ball. I'm going to take the Bills to cover. And as I'm looking at this stat in front of me, uh, underdogs, guys, have gone 15 and three against the spread since uh, 2017. So I took two favorites. Brilliant. Why not? (laughs) Why not? All right. We keep moving on with a super wild card weekend. I'm thinking the NFL maybe stole that from Superbook. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, that's what we'll save that for another time. We go from sub zero temperatures to beach weather as the number two seed uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who finished 13 and four welcome in the Philadelphia Eagles who are the seventh seed and finished with a nine and eight record Tampa Bay nine and eight against the spread overall this season six and two at home Philadelphia went eight eight and one against the spread this season and finished five and four on the road current odds coming in from superbook.com This line opened up as Tampa Bay, a minus nine favorite. Uh, Some of the money coming in on the Eagles, that number is down to eight and a half. And the over under is 49 points. Uh, Tiki, you're up on this one. Yeah, as much as I want to champion what the Eagles have done and give Nick Casario so much credit uh, for this season and develop, not developing, but managing Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, a lot of their damage has been done against inferior teams uh, down the stretch as they surprisingly make the postseason this year. This will be the first official, uh, because they were played in the, in the postseason, post official, I mean, the Super Bowl last year, Buccaneers home playoff game since 2007 when they lost to my Giants, the eventual Super Bowl champions. So the excitement for a playoff game is going to be huge down here in Tampa, obviously because of the Tom Brady factor. But to me, this one hinges on the Eagles' ability to stop all of the uh, the wide open offense that Tom Brady and his Buccaneers, Byron Leftwich, is going to th- are going to throw out them. And can they keep up? Ultimately, I think Philly can do some things. They can create some mistakes, but they can't keep up. I love Jalen Hurts. I love what he's done. I love their running game, which is one of the best in football this year. But when you're when you're basically you know putting the tortoise against the hare, I know metaphorically the tortoise wins and the Eagles could win. The hair is going to run away with this one. Give me the Buccaneers that plus um, laying that eight and a half. Well, first of all, uh, guys, there is a cold front coming through Tampa. It is uh, mid sixties. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I will send you some some gloves and a winter hat from Colorado, Ronde. Oh jeez, we're getting we're getting lows overnight in the mid fifties. I mean, <laughs> the apocalypse is upon us. <laughs> Look, this is uh, this is the first step in the repeat for the Bucks, and they ha- they have to feel that way. I feel like they feel that way. Uh, and 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 uh, fast fact here: Bucks' first ever playoff opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles, played the game ten times. Nice one. 
Yeah, 10 times over the years, five and five records. So something's got to give here. Look, Philly and Jalen Hurts and that offense do a really, really good job protecting the football. I mean, they played them close earlier in the, in the year. It was 26 to 22 victory. It was yeah. comfortable victory for the Bucs, but it was a close game. Turnovers will kill the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. The Bucs right now are fourth in the NFL taking the ball away. Uh, I know they give up a lot of yardage, but they, they have interceptions, 17 interceptions, a, a bunch of sacks, and they've been without JPP and Shaq Barrett and Levante David for the last three weeks. All those dudes right. practice today. So there is a chance that the, 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 the run stoppers, the, the fumble causing players on our team, they will be back. Now, this Philly offense, you said tops, uh, one of the best in the league. They're top in the league running the football. And it yeah. really doesn't matter who, who it is, whether it's Jalen Hurts, while it's Miles Sanders, or whoever it is. They've had a bunch of backups and, and found different ways to continue to run the football. And, I, and why is that important? Because exactly what you said, Tiki. They have to keep Tom Brady off the field. Devontae Smith, yes, he played a pretty good rookie season, but I'm not sure that his quarterback is going to be able to exploit this Bucks defense. Quez Watkins is really kind of coming to his own, earned some more touches. He's an exciting player, um, but you said it, and, and everybody knows this. Tom Brady is the MVP of the NFL for one reason. He led the league in passing yardage. He led the league in touchdowns. He did it without Chris Godwin. He's going to do it going forward with, without Antonio Brown. And it exasperates their problem if you're a Philly defense that Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard also practice today. Yeah. The, the offense is only going to get better. They score a lot of points. They can win at will. They, they don't run the ball. People talk about the Bucks running offense. They don't run it because they don't have to. So if, you, <laughs> if the Eagles are going to stay in this, Darius Slay's got to have a heck, heck of a matchup against Mike Evans because he, he he's second in the league in touchdown catches this year quietly second in the league in touchdown catches wow. this year. This Eagles pass defense is not good. They give up a lot of completions. They don't give up a bunch of yards, but they give up a lot of completions. The only way teams beat Tom Brady, Tiki, you know this because your Giants did it twice, is you have to pressure them. Yep. Do you know what the Eagles team is pressuring the passer? Not Bottom in, in pressures and quarterback hits. This Bucks offensive line has three pro bowlers. They give, have given up the least number of sacks in the league. I just don't see it happen. This Bucks team is great when they get in the red zone. They score whenever they want to. And you said tortoise and the hare. It could be uh, Usain Bolt and uh, and Ron. <laughs> that, 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 this is going to be a this is going to be a track meet that they are not going to be able to keep up with. Take these points all the way. I like it. Uh, both guys going with Tampa Bay. Uh, the weapons are coming back with Tampa Bay. That scares me a lot. I think the only key for uh, in this game is the Bucks' rushing defense is going to be if they are able to stop Philadelphia's running game, then then they're going to actually have their way. Uh, yes. Brady again out with no Godwin, no Brown, but as Rondé pointed out, he's getting a lot of weapons back on offense, but even more important, they're getting those big names back on defense as well. I don't think the Eagles can keep up. I think that they will for a while, but I think that's uh, when Tom Brady starts to break teams down. I think the Bucks cover. So this is our first game that uh, we're all going with the favorites in this one, taking Tampa Bay. Uh, quickly, Superbook.com odds for winning the NFC. Tampa Bay comes in at 7-2 to two odds, guys, only trailing Green Bay, who sits at 3-2. and two. All right, we move on now to uh, one of the best 
postseason rivalries in NFL history. Two teams hoping to ride that wave of momentum when the number six seeded San Francisco 49ers look to build off that huge comeback win over the Rams when they travel to Big D to face the number three ranked Dallas Cowboys, who, guys, they've scored 50-plus points for the second time in three weeks. So that offense is humming. 49ers finished the season with a 10-7 and record, and the Cowboys went 12-5. and As I mentioned earlier, Dallas had the best record in the NFL against the spread, going 13-4. and But San Francisco has been on fire. They have covered four times in the past five games. Current odds coming in from Superbook.com. The Dallas Cowboys opened up as a minus three-point favorite, and the line has not moved. They are currently still a minus three, laying those three points. The over-under point total is at 51. All right, Rondé, you're up. How do you see this game playing out? This game reminds me of watching football in my childhood in the 80s and 90s where these yeah. two teams winning yes. at will. It was like if if Dallas is not winning, San Fran is. If San Fran is not winning, Dallas is. And if you're Deion right. Sanders, you play of them and you win both, at both places. Uh, to me, da- Dallas is the clear favorite here, right? You just said it, Ron. They played well in week 16 and 18 with that little hiccup loss uh, to Arizona in between. And the 49ers, I mean, they're – they're sneaky. They snuck in a very crucial win last week when they had to win. That, that tells me that there's something very similar to the Las Vegas uh, Raiders finding ways to, to 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 force their way into the playoffs. And I and I know this, and Tiki knows this. He can he can corroborate with me. Shanahan can always win one football game. Mm-hmm. It's just in the playoffs. You're only trying to win one football game. You're not worried about position or any of that. They got anything else. They have the most explosive plays in, in football this year, running and throwing the football. Now, Jimmy G's been pretty steady, right? I, we, we all doubt him a little bit, but he's been pretty steady. Yeah. But they run the absolute bejesus out of the football, man. They run misdirection. <laughs> they, they, they challenge your eyes. And it doesn't matter who's running the football. And the X factor, as it's been all year and will continue to be while this dude's on the team, is Debo Samuel. He he is a problem not only as a runner but as a receiver, uh, finding ways to be a possession guy or an over-the-top guy. A guy's t- tough to deal with. And Dallas's defense give up way too many yards in, in the past game. I, I will always continue to say that. This team wants sacks. Dan Quinn's defense is aggressive. But they also <laughs> live or die by the sword, if you know what I mean. Now, is Dak going to be the good Dak? Because Dak's been pretty good here recently. He was on fire at the beginning of the year, had got hurt, had his little dip. Will his connection with Lamb and Cooper and, and, and a tight end, uh, Schultz, be, be good? This dude hasn't thrown an interception in four games. So to mm-hmm. me, he's telling me that he's trending in, in, the, in the right direction. The, uh, the one thing, and I think this is why San Fran has been able to stick around and find a way into the playoffs, they are sneaky good on defense, man. I think we talked about this a yep. couple of weeks ago. They're the third overall defense in the league. They're sixth against the pass. They're seventh against the run. That's how they've done it. Now, this game, at minus three, it means that a lot of people making these 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 lines don't trust the boys, man. They don't mm-hmm. trust them. And, and, and we shouldn't trust them because their defense can be a little too shaky. And I think Kyle Shanahan – has what what's it has has what it takes to upset these guys. I'm calling the upset. I'm so forget the line. I'm saying San Francisco wins this thing. Yeah, that's oh, a, money that's line bet, Sam Fran. 
You're not wrong, Rondé. You really aren't. Um, you know what they really want to do. And if I was a, if I was a sharp and I was and I was laying this one, I'd, I'd make it a push. If this was neutral site, it'd be an even it'd be an even matchup. Because yeah. you're absolutely right, Rondé. The 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 uh, Cowboys defense seems elite. Seems elite. They are elite because they take the ball away like nobody's business. They led the league in interceptions this year with 26. They led the league in total takeaways this year with 34. They had the most defensive touchdowns in the league this year with six, which means, as we've said many times as we've talked about this team, Rondé, they are opportunistic. But really smart teams can get away from giving them the opportunities. And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get too in his head and want to be a hero, will, will, will coach themselves into playing smart football. The other thing you have to you have to remember, the Dallas Cowboys are 12 and, and 5 this year, right? Six of those wins are all in the NFC East. The mm-hmm. NFC East was bad. They dominated the NFC East this year going 6-0, which is very hard to do in any division. So half of their wins, you kind of were just kind of, here's a gimme uh, when you talk about playing the Giants or, the, or the, even the Eagles who were better, but they were obviously a shell of what the Cowboys were. I agree with you, Rondé, and I want to like the Cowboys because they feel like they've done so much on both sides of the football. But the San Francisco 49ers have the X factor, and that's Debo Samuel. And by the way, what are you talking about George Kittle? who is the most dynamic athlete on the field in most games that he's playing. And I know that sounds crazy to sound to say, but I did a game of his a couple of weeks ago. I saw him catch a ball, tiptoe down the sidelines, and outrun DBs. The dude is a difference maker. I like San Francisco on the road uh, getting three here. I'm not sure I put it on the money line, but I probably should. Um, but I, I think they keep this one close. So give me the 49ers plus three. All right, let's make it a clean sweep. I like San Francisco as well. Any team coming into the playoffs on a hot streak, I like to ride, and that's exactly what they're doing. You guys mentioned it. Uh, the Cowboys' defense is struggling, especially against the run. And I think back to that game where my Broncos ran all over them. Uh, San Francisco is going to come in, and they're just going to try to pound that football all day yep. long. I think they're going to control the clock. I think they're going to have success on the ground and you mentioned Samuel I mean he has become the ultimate weapon on offense through a touchdown I mean he's rushed for a score he's catching passes uh he is a game changer I see them pulling off the upset so I am going with the 49ers as well my first underdog of the week so (laughs) whatever that means all right guys let's keep it rolling uh the biggest line of the weekend is in Kansas City when the number two seeded Chiefs welcome in the number seven seeded Pittsburgh Steelers, who have the Chargers to thank for getting them in the playoffs and their big overtime victory over the Ravens in Baltimore. Kansas City, six and two against the spread in their last eight overall games, guys, but only eight and nine overall this season. Pittsburgh went eight and nine against the spread um, overall this season. They have covered three out of their last four games. Current odds coming in from superbook.com. The Chiefs opened up as a 12 and a half point favorite and that number remains true. Kansas City minus 12 and a half. The point total is at 46 and a half. Uh Rondé, you're up. How do you see this one playing out? Big line. 
well, this is the least deserving Mike Tomlin playoff team I think I've ever, I've ever talked about, right? I love I love the Steelers. I've loved Ben throughout his career, but 12 and a half points, man, damn. That, I mean, the rematch of an utter d- d- demolition. It was 36 to 10 the last time they played. It wasn't even a game. I turned it yeah. off at halftime. You know, the yeah. Chiefs have been doing well in complimenting themselves on, 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 on offense, running and throwing the football. They haven't been explosive uh, as they have been in the past, but they have a comprehensive attack and they're finding ways to win a lot of games. They're the third ranked offense in the NFL for, for a reason, because they have a ton, I mean, a ton of talent. They score a bunch of points because their defense is finding ways to get the ball back. And it, it looks unlike the team that we saw at the beginning of the year. Now we, we know Pitt can't hang in a shootout. That's just not going to happen. Ben, uh, however, knows how to win. That being said, Chase Claypool and eh, Deontay Johnson, I like Najee Harris. Hell yeah. If, if they can do that, sustain drives, they, they might be able to stay in this game, but it's not going to be a victory. This Pittsburgh O-line is the worst that I've seen them have in a long time. Uh, and don't get me started on their defense. You know, they do enough to frustrate you, and and I mean that not in a good way, unless T.J. Watt is just going off and, and sacking the quarterback. Uh, so in a playoff game, I, I, just, I just don't like them. They don't make enough game-changing plays against a Kansas City offense that, that can thrive in, in, in against a lesser team, which I think they will. Now, all that being said, Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach, dude. He, 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 he's, he's found a way to turn his team uh, that, was, that was once explosive over the years with Ben into a ball-controlled team and sneak away with victories. That's how they got in the playoffs, right? So if anybody can pull a rabbit out of the hat, it's him. But I still don't think it's good enough to cover 12 and a half points. So you got to take this for me. This is just this is screaming at screaming for you to take Kansas City at 12. Yeah, Rondé, and as much as I want to uh, laud and applaud uh, Mike Tomlin for the job he did this year, it might be his best coaching job. Clearly, um, he's never had a losing season this year with no one expecting it. He made the postseason. Now, Big Ben's career in the postseason is obviously historic. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He started 10 and 2, as we all remember. He's now lost seven of his last 10 playoff games, and that's a, that's for a reason. Wow. He's lost talent on the on the offensive side of the ball. The the chemistry with those big play wide receivers, Antonio Brown being one, is just not the same as it used to be. And while Najee Harris sneakily, because everybody thought he was having a bad year, rushed for 1,200 yards. He was the fourth yeah. leading rusher in the National Football League. In order for them to get him involved, they're going to have to play with a lead, and I just don't see that happening. We thought the Kansas City Chiefs were struggling at the, begin of the, at the beginning of this season, but get this stat for the last six home games for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've obviously been 6-0 and because they haven't lost in a long time. The point differential, plus 97. Mm. Plus 97 over the last six games. They are going to score points. I don't care if T.J. Watt gets two or three sacks on Patrick Mahomes. And the only way that's going to happen is if you sit back and you play coverage and let the defensive line get home. But he's learned over this year because he was so frustrated early how to just dink and dunk his way to keep possession. And eventually you frustrate a defense. They bring an all-out blitz. They play cover one or cover zero. And that's when he torches you and the game gets away. I love what Pittsburgh has done. I really, really do. But this is this is a game that could get really ugly really quickly. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs laying the 12 and a half. For me, guys, it was the same thing. I'm, I'm looking at all the ways that Pittsburgh could keep this close. And I kept coming back, okay, the defense, if they get to Mahomes, the Chiefs defense has not been playing great the past couple of weeks. If this, if that, if 
I just, I, there's too many ifs. I, yeah. I, I look at their offense. They just don't have the weapons. Big Ben, you know, give him all the credit in the world. He had a, a great run and, and got to the playoffs. I mean, that win in Baltimore was huge. Um, I just hope, I'm having flashbacks to Dan Marino's last playoff game when he was, uh, they were against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got destroyed 62 to 7. He threw for 95 yards, two picks. You want the guy to win, but there's a time where you just have to look at who's the better team, the, the hostile environment in Kansas city. Give me the chiefs. I, I think that they, I, I love them, especially in a teaser, but I do think that they will cover that large spread. All right. That takes us to, because Saturday and Sunday football isn't enough. We've got the first ever playoff game on Monday night football as division rivals square off. Number five seeded Arizona Cardinals travel to L.A. to take on the NFC West winning L.A. Rams. Both teams, guys, have stumbled and lost last week, and um, they both split the they split the season series uh, uh, this year. A lot on the line for these two quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. Murray, both will be making their first career playoff start, which traditionally has not worked out so well for quarterbacks making their first career playoff start. Uh, but both have really, to me, as I look at it, have had roller coaster seasons. Uh, current odds coming in for the Monday night football game. Uh, the odds opened up as the Rams, a minus four favorite. They are still sitting at minus four right now. And the point total is 49 and a half points. Uh, game number six, Rondé, how do you like this one? So this is another uh, division split decider game, right? And what we're better to, because to, uh, they split during the year, we're better to, just, to determine who's better than in the playoffs. Look, Arizona did not come into the playoffs the right way. Point blank, lost four mm-hmm. of the yeah. last five. It was not convincing at all. Kyler Murray in those five games only had five touchdowns. He was electric at the beginning of the year, right? He was a lot of people's MVP favorite. But he has been taking a lot of sacks. He took five of them last week versus Seattle. Mm-hmm versus Seattle uh, aren't getting to the quarterback. And the last time he took even close to that many was against guess two, the Rams. He had four sacks last time they played the Rams. And the Rams are the third best at getting to the quarterback in the league. I look at this this uh, Arizona offense, no DeAndre Hopkins most of the year. Rondell Moore was having a good rookie season. He hasn't played in over a month. Their best wide receiver, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I like Christian Kirk? Yes, because he was on my fantasy team. Their second best receiver, is a guy they traded for in Zach Ertz, uh, second most receiving. So they can't they can't do what they want to on offense. Um, and they, fin- they they just can't finish. It finished what they were trying to do. So so despite their ability to run the ball somewhat with Connor and Edmonds and, and Kyler, that's not their formula. Now, LA gives up a bunch of yards on offense or on defense, but they have a ton of just let's just call them ballers, right? Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Ford, Von Miller's been showing up lately. I'll take that. Couple that with Matthew Stafford. I know he's been shaky. He had a hell of a year, man. Threw for a lot of yards. 
Uh, his receiver had 19 touchdowns, most in, in, in the league, or 16 touchdowns, most in the league. And despite his spat with interceptions, I still like their explosiveness with, with Cup, Jefferson, OBJ at times. It's just too much firepower for Arizona to deal with with the way that they're playing offense. This is at least, to me, a touchdown game. So take, take those four points for L.A. Yeah, I wish I could disagree with you. We've agreed a lot. And the wild card weekend tends to do that uh, simply because of the way that they match up. Arizona, and by the way, you met Matthew Stafford is uh, his first playoff with his new team. He's actually 0-3 in, in, in his postseason right. uh, career. And if he loses this game, he'll join Andy Dalton and Y.A. Tittle as the only QBs in right. NFL history to lose their four, four, uh, first four playoff starts. So uh, there's a lot on Matt Stafford's mind, at least from our perspective, on whether or not he can be a playoff style quarterback. And as Rondé mentioned, they have so many weapons on offense. Odell Beckham Jr. has actually been maybe found his perfect home right now because it feels like he's sliding in perfectly to what they need. We thought that he would struggle because of what he doesn't provide in the run game, but it hasn't been an issue. The bigger issue for me, though, is Kyler Murray. He just doesn't play well against the Rams. And that's maybe circumstantial. It may be because they get an interior push with Aaron Donald. And so he gets disrupted really quickly and then starts to move to his edges and try to run off schedule. Now, he's not a runner. I know we want to say he's a he's a great runner in his first year, his rookie year. He was great at that. But he's actually tamped that back a lot. I think his, his attempts per game fell from six or so from his first year to two this past year. And so he wants to stay in the pocket. Like in his mind, he doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, he wants to create. Uh, off schedule and in the pocket. As a result, he gets sacked. He's gotten sacked 18 times uh, in his career, and obviously, obviously only four games uh, against the against the Rams. And his completion percentage is significantly lower than it is in the regular season. I think the Rams have a formula to contain and trap Kyler Murray. They will employ that and force him to make plays downfield that just aren't going to be there. I again, like you, Rondé, I like the Rams uh, laying four here at home. They just they've gotten so good on both sides of the ball when it matters most. All right. So the guys both went with the L.A. Rams in this one. I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Same thing. What scares me was uh, I saw the stat that Arizona eight and one against the spread on the road this year. But that was that tied the second best mark in the NFL. But they've gone one and four against the spread in their last five games. So things have definitely turned around as the season has gone on. I think Stafford, yeah, you mentioned it, Tiki. Uh, he, he's had a few playoff starts. He's never won in the yeah. playoffs. I think last week with uh, the way they collapsed against the 49ers was a wake-up call. I like the, uh, the uh, Rams to cover the four points, so give me L.A. All right, that's going to wrap up our picks for this super wild card weekend. Going to be an incredible weekend of football, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, but before we go, we are winding down the Superbook Sports season-long contest of winning a trip to head out to Vegas to hang with the Barber Brothers to qualify. All you have to do is send in a question via Twitter for the guys. If yours is picked, you're automatically entered into the drawing. Send your questions to at Superbook Sports, at Ronde Barber, at Tiki Barber, at R. Cruck, and at betting with the barbers all right guys this week we get a question coming in from chris a who asks offense wins games defense wins championships true or false 100 percent true depends on what area you're talking about 
No, I go back to our Super Bowl. Obviously, it was uh, the case. We we scored what three to four touchdowns against Oakland. Defense mm-hmm. every game, even the New England Patriots when they were when they were when they won what six of their championships. They won on defense, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, my first year working on TV, I did a game. It was the Colts against Denver, right? And and uh, no, who was it? What was your New York Super Bowl? Uh, uh, it was it was Colts Denver against in the, Seattle. Yeah, Denver, Seattle. Denver, Seattle. And I went Denver because Peyton Manning and his offense, and I was like, it's explosiveness. Seattle had the best defense in the league that year. And I sounded like the biggest idiot when Seattle blew them out. So <laughs> defense, defense, wins, defense wins championships, dude. There's, there's no doubt about it. Because at the end of the game, when somebody needs to make a play, it's usually on defense that, that determines it. Yeah, there's one team over the last half a decade that has won a championship with offense and with a average defense. And that would be the Kansas city chiefs from 2019. Other than that, all the other teams, uh, they're winning obviously by scoring points, but it's with defense. The Buccaneers last year, they get into talked about how great the Buccaneers from last season were against the run. Uh, the New England Patriots, obviously we mentioned that game against the Rams, the Philadelphia Eagles. That was purely about defense, even though there was a lot of points scored in that game. The Patriots against the Falcons, the same situation. Denver Broncos against the Carolina Panthers. It's always been about defense, and it always will be about defense. Now, you still got to be able to score these days, but the team that can make a stop and be opportunistic defensively, they're likely to have the best chance to win a Super Bowl. No doubt. Wow, the offensive guy went. Yes, true. Hey, Defense wins. What it is? It is. Oh, it is. Smart man. Hey, ask, him, ask him about his Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, every almost every team that's won a Super Bowl, save for the Chiefs, over the last decade, have had a top ten defense. It's 100%. really it's, it's really hard to find one that yeah. did not. Seattle Seahawks. You all remember that team from? Whatever year that was, uh, 2014, they were they were the number one defense in the in the in the in the, in the NFL. Yeah, uh, the Ravens, they were they the second Ravens one wasn't a great defense, but historically they have been a great defense. The one that the one that beat you was a good defense. Oh, they, <laughs> were, they were unreal. unreal. Hey, Ronde, I can uh, one up you on looking like an idiot with the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. Quickly, I met Bill Murray in uh, in New York. And uh, he was so cool. He's talking to me and my executive producer, and I had a Broncos sweatshirt on, and I guaranteed a Broncos win. So uh, next time I see Bill Murray, I, I'm going to have to apologize. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, guys, uh, great job. As always, we are looking forward to the most wonderful time of the year, the <laughs> NFL playoffs. Before we go, Tiki Ronde, any final thoughts? Uh, it's wild card weekend, man. The games mean so much. This is the proverbial second season of the NFL. This is where the intensity really picks up. Uh, you're going to see some surprises, but I think we got this about right picking these lines. I 100% agree. And the one thing that I would add to uh, the playoff uh, conversation here, this is where heroes are not made. It's where they're identified. <laughs> So well done. Bam. And drop the mic and walk off. I'm just excited to have uh, some football where teams are actually trying. And actually the bowl season, you know, I'm done with it. Let's uh, let's get to the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right. Well, Betting with the Barbers airs on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and at Superbook.com. New episodes drop every Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 Pacific. Make sure you're following us on social media, at Superbook Sports, and at Betting with the Barbers. Look for our picks and clips throughout the weekend on social media. And the podcast version of Betting with the Barbers is available on Apple and Spotify. For Rondé and Tiki Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy the NFL playoffs, everyone. You've been locked into the Betting with the Barbers podcast. 10-5, touchdown Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber. And featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.